Thank you for listening to Yes Another Podcast on the Real Fun DC app. And as always, you can email us at yesanotherpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media on Twitter at Yes Another Pod and on IG, Yes Another Podcast. Season six. Darius. Yes, indeed. Long time no see, Carlos, and long time no see to our fellow Yapsters. Shout out to, uh, if you listen to episode 100, uh, shout out to M for coming back and hanging out with us for episode 100. That was awesome. Uh, I actually listened back to that a couple days ago uh, for probably like the third time. And it, yeah, it was just funny having him back on and uh, hearing some of his shenanigans. So uh, yeah, it was good. It was good to have that. It was good that we reached that 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 peak episode 100 that was awesome first of all but um but yeah the the break that we took was uh much needed much enjoyed and, and now we're back yes. with yes another podcast let's do it yes i know um i've heard i've had a lot of people um tell me they enjoyed episode 100 so i really appreciate it and they, i think um i haven't seen the stats recently and i know i won't say recently i did take a little at some of the stats like on like soundcloud and like that got a lot of clicks a lot of clicks for episode 100 the last so it's one of those one of those milestones when somebody sees that you reached 100 episodes they know that you're putting in work yes yes and so we we definitely needed a break because we were on we were running on fumes at that point so <laughs> i don't know i mean you know the the good thing about it was that the summer gave us a lot of things to talk about uh you know we were uh, at that point, I mean, we were coming down to the, I guess, what could have been the, what looked like at the time, the end of the pandemic <laughs> or, or getting close to the end of the pandemic. And then, you know, here comes Delta and saying, not so fast. Ha ha ha. But, uh, but yeah, Delta, we were, I, I, <laughs> Delta force. Right. Right. <laughs> but no, I think we, I think we had uh, plenty of stuff to talk about through the summer. So maybe for a good last final stretch down the, uh, up to episode 100 yeah definitely and and if you're listening to this right now you will know there's a bonus episode um talking about my trip to los angeles featuring my friend melanie so uh by the time this time by the time you hear this that episode will also be up and so you definitely check in because that's not part of season six it's just a bonus episode uh but yeah there's man we have we haven't seen each other have we barely talked <laughs> during this uh like, yeah the, the last time the last time we really checked in was when you went on your trip to la you were sending a lot of pictures to me kind of sh- uh showing your different places that you were going to i know what your in your first couple of days you went to san diego and you saw the dodgers play the padres right then you is, is that wasn't yeah. that in your first yeah. couple of days out there yeah, yeah. from like um, from a rooftop from a hotel yeah, it's just awesome. I think I think I know exactly what hotel it was just from from seeing where your viewpoint was. Um, yeah. They have a hotel that's like connected directly to the to the stadium. Yeah, um, this and, one. Yeah, it just looked like an amazing view. And then I know you sent me some pictures uh, from. Did you go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles? I went twice. <laughs> twice? Oh my god! Two I'm jealous. Two different locations. <laughs> Um, the first one, um, the, the one in Inglewood, which I believe is the original one, mm-hmm. uh, and it's so you know, it's so funny because um, not to get too sidetracked, but yeah, I went to that one and then went to the one in um, oh gosh, it, I forget where the other one was located. I mentioned it, I did mention it in the um, the LA episode, 
but the other one was was like closer to downtown man wow i'm jealous <laughs> and there is you know and i haven't there's a picture that i've been waiting to post um and i will post it probably by the end of the month but there was a place that i saw that i absolutely and to be honest you would be envious mm. of me because there was a place that i stopped by and took a picture at that is very that is a part of a very popular show oh man you just got that stashed in the back pocket ready it to release is, it on man, instagram huh? it has been stashed for me it's been like hibernating <laughs> and i said you know what i don't wait because I, I gotta wait to the perfect moment to like release this bad boy so um yeah but yeah definitely um like i said you know if you haven't heard the la show and that was recorded when i was like the literally the last day i was in la we record that episode so yeah we were trying to coordinate doing one together while you were out there yeah um, but our schedules just never ended up working out but uh so i know you did the la episode and speak but before we get into this, uh, I can be followed at the underscore game 836 on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube and on Twitch. Carlos, where can I follow you? Oh, follow me on all social medias. That brother Los. Um, I know you on Twitter. I, I know you did the LA episode, but uh, prior to that, uh, I think we talked about in episode 100. We talked about my trip to San Diego. Now you also went to San Diego and then you went to LA. Did you go anywhere else? <laughs> did I? Did I? Oh Lord. Did I? Oh, you, didn't you I make it? You made it to Vegas? I made it to freaking Vegas. All right. So we'll 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 leave Vegas out of this for now. Let's just, just talk about the the difference between San Diego and LA. Cause I would I would obviously imagine it's even though it's all California, it, it seems like it'd be two different vibes. And I would know one of them since I went to San Diego, but I kind of want to hear your difference from your San Diego experience and your LA experience and how long you were in each. All right. So just to start off, and that's a very good question, actually. So there are two different vibes. Mind you, this is my first time going to California, going out West. So I didn't know what to expect. Because I, my friend did say, you know, Carlos, you might like it, you might not, because you do know people from the, from the East Coast who went out West, and they're like, nah, I'm not rocking with it. <laughs> and, they, you know, they complain as they go back in their Thames and, you know, and, you know, <laughs> in their Yankee fittings. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, I went to San Diego, and I was, like, within the first couple of days of my trip, you know, I went to San Diego. And that was planned, that was supposed to be, like, later on, on our trip, but uh, she had a friend that um was gonna do some jet skiing and invited her uh to tag along <laughs> unbeknownst to him she didn't uh he didn't know that she was bringing a friend but she did say she would bring a friend he didn't know it was a guy <laughs> uh, uh, the ultimate disappointment on oh his side. yeah man let me tell you invited me me and um, me and this uh, girl Mel, uh, we're good friends from college, and you know we were same major and all that stuff. Like you know we're great friends. And so the word is like what platonic, and so yeah, so platonic. Like, that's a, that's the right word. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like it's a very good platonic relationship. And so you know, hey, dudes holler at doing dudes. They like, try to holler at her, or she trying to holler at some dude. Go right ahead. Same thing for me. It's like you know she's like she let me do what I gotta do. So anyway, so get to you know get down to San Diego, which is about maybe an hour, about two hour drive from uh, LA. I think if I remember correctly, I, I did do some of the drive, but then the other half of the drive I slept. So the vibe from L, you know, L, LA is LA. It's moving, it's buzzing. You know, 
everybody wants to be in LA. And so, you know, it's just, you know, that's it's the whole, the whole scene is kind of wild and fast paced in a sense, still chill, but like, you know, it's, it's Hollywood. So you know how, how that operates. Um, but San Diego is more, it was a little bit more laid back, a little bit more chill, a little bit more comfortable. I love that. I love that. I, you know, I agree. I, I love that you said comfortable. That's perfect. It's a little bit more comfortable than LA. Comfortable. And you might, you might be listening and you like live in Georgia or Texas or Germany. Cause I saw some, like we've apparently been getting some listeners in Germany. Like what's the difference? What do you mean by comfortable? Well, I'll tell you because LA is kind of fast paced, not fast paced like New York, but it's its own, it got its own speed and its own vibe in LA. Like it's a buzz in LA, just like there's a buzz in New York city. But when you get down to San Diego, the buzz is a little bit different. It's not really a buzz. It's just chill. Just relax. It's like, I will, as a single man, I'll live in LA. But if I had a family, I'll live in San Diego. That's kind of how I see it. Um, hmm, that's an interesting I'm, take. If, you know, if, if I can describe San Diego, cause it's, it's, a, it's a very popular city. I know people, like some of my coworkers, like San Diego is like their favorite city in the country. Cause this is just so chill, relax, and it's like everybody just no one's like you know in your face or whatever. Besides like the homeless population, which I I tell a story on the LA episode where two different occasions I almost got mugged in in California. This, well, two one was almost a mugging, and one was a very both was very dangerous situations. And I do tell that story in San Diego uh, or in LA. One, one, one in San Diego, and one in LA. No way. Wow. Yeah. So um, I'll tell I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story of the San Diego on here. I'll tell that one. The other okay. one, have to, you know, the other one you might have to uh, kind of listen to. I, I, hell, I hope I, I'm teasing it. I hope it's I hope it's actually in, in that episode. <laughs> here I am oh, teasing Jesus. Here I am teasing it. It might not even be in the episode. So I might just tell both stories. So, all right. The uh, San Diego story, um, we were on our way back to L.A um because the next day was my birthday and so you know we did like you know we did the jet skiing we hit all the taco spots we you know we did a whole lot you know we 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 almost went to mexico i didn't have my passport on me and i still almost went to mexico which would have been a you know we would have went to a tj aka tijuana uh which would have been one hell of a story and also i could still be in tijuana even as we speak locked up you know and we'll probably be doing this broadcast <laughs> i mean <laughs> We'll be doing this, doing this podcast. I gotta, you know, have like a can and like some type of weird contraption to try to get like a signal, you know, and be tell you like how like I'm locked up, you know, and yeah, locked up for like you that, know, that could have been bad. It could have been really bad, you know. <laughs> locked up <laughs> locked up, you know, cart like cartel and like prostitutes. <laughs> but on the way back, we stopped at the gas station and I remember um I went I wanted to get some um because like I was not feeling too well that night, you know. Actually, I, you know, I damn near like I was dehydrated. I was dehydrated, and like you know, I kind of like you know, almost passed out. And so I wasn't feeling too well, and um, and there wasn't anything like me drinking or anything like that. It just like it changed the climate because the climate is so much different, you know, in California and in San Diego in particular compared to like the East Coast. How it was so humid and sticky at night. By I mean, by the time the sun sets in San Diego, if it's like 85 degrees dry heat, by the time sunset hits, it's like, <laughs> it drops like maybe 60. Yeah, it's and it's it, very, it can be very drastic. It's extremely drastic. And for somebody who hasn't ever been on that side of the country, you know, you, you incorporate the jet lag, 
the time difference. And then like the like I got sick. The first couple of days I was really sick in uh, LA um in San Diego. It's like I re- literally caught a cold. Cause that's on that day. Um I'm gonna tell you how you almost got we almost got mugged in a second. I actually got sick my first day in San Diego too. So yeah. that's funny that you said that. Yeah. I was sick for like three days to the point where they were like my um uh Mel Melanie's uh friend uh Mig was like uh is Carlos okay? I think they was concerned that I had COVID. And I was like, I knew I didn't have COVID, but I knew I was also sick. And I was like, God, this is the wrong time for me to get sick, you know? Um, so that happened. And so while we were at the gas station, um, this guy come out of this, from the shadows, tall, you know, dark, big, like this big beard looking like, you know, the homeless situation in California is like a lot different from like the homeless situation, like in other cities, like they're homeless, but like they kind of dress somewhat decent. If that makes any sense, he didn't look like a like a quote unquote bum. Not to be like you know politically incorrect these days, mm-hmm. but it's not like he'd be a traveler. But he had this long lance. You know what lance is? Like those uh, a long pole, like a long pole, a long. Spear. Uh, it's like uh, I said, I call it a lance. It's not a lance. Yeah, a lance sounds like uh, uh you're you're a knight fighting in a in a joust or something. Yeah, it, it was something to that nature, but it was like a long like rod, like you like like a hiker, a traveler. But he had it in his hand, he had a backpack. And mind you, this is about maybe like eleven, let's say like about nine, ten o'clock at night. The the guy at the um the gas station, he was out there smoking a cigarette and then he disappeared. Cause I went over there to go get some gum and uh I didn't see him. And as I go back to the car, this guy comes out of nowhere. He has a mask on. He's about six foot. He says, you have any money? Now, normally, when someone is begging for money, they're like, hey, you know, I'm homeless. You know, I'm so hungry. Da, 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 da. You know, do you have any change you can borrow? It's any change you can, like, like, you know, lend. Not this guy. He was, like, straight up to me. You have any money? And I was like, no. And he asked me again. So you have no money. I'm like, I, I see Melly in the corner of my eyes and Melly like, is like walking to the car. And I'm like, yes, start the car because we might, we might have to jump in. I'm going to jump in real quick, you know, because he started, he got, he got a little bit too close. He was still like far enough away, but he was close enough where it's like, all right, I'm not sure what he's going to pull out or what's he going to do with that, you know, that big, long wooden you know, object he has in his hand. Blunt. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, a very <laughs> blunt object. A very uh, object that if if I'm not paying, if I'm not very careful, I get help side the head, and then there's no more Carlos. So he asked me that question again. I'm like, nah, man, I ain't got no money. And like, and he just turned around and walked away. It disappeared into the shadows of darkness. And I looked to Melanie. I said, "Start the car." She's like, "Yeah." As a matter of fact, Melanie was gonna pull out her. She had a, she had a, I feel like she had like a, a blade in the car, so she was she ready. Was ready. She, she was, was ready. ready for the wreck. Yeah, because hey, you remember, um, speaking of which, you know, um, remember Jessica, a Yap alum, Jessica Honesty. Yes. Yes, because mm-hmm. she's out there uh, in the San Diego area, and I, we, we were trying to link up also, but like this, our schedules was just not, not clicking. But I remember. She told me about this, the homeless situation, and my brother, who had, had just went to LA, said the same thing. Like this, homeless situation is very uh, intense in California. So that, that's kind of what happened um, there, and like you know, but like 
as I say, San Diego is like really chill. LA, it's just like, you know, this you're just moving, man. Just moving. I really, I really enjoyed LA. It's like I definitely uh, their public transportation is a little interesting because they do have a subway system, but it's like two lines. Mm-hmm. And the sub the, the actual like their actual metro system is like maybe it seemed like maybe a, a combined 15 stops <laughs> of the actual like metro system but they have a, a very like extensive light rail system that pretty much goes everywhere yeah and so when i talked to like a few people over there it was like yeah well you know they don't really they didn't really do too much with like their subway system because they have earthquakes and like because there's earthquakes that's kind of a problem if you have tunnels underground so, yeah, that makes sense. So they were like, "All right, well, for this particular thing, you know, city, we will do all our stuff above ground." And by the way, San Diego has a, a very nice uh, light rail system, also. I, I actually, yeah, I I agree with that. I really loved their. Uh, I guess it's a. They call it a trolley. Is yeah, it's, it's what a, they it's, call it. It's, a it's not. A, it's not a traditional trolley like like you would see in uh, some movie about San Francisco or something like that. But yeah, it's. It, <laughs> Yeah, that, that's what I think of when I when I hear the word trolley. I think of the the trolley in Full House, but uh, so it's not quite like that. But um, it is all mostly above ground, and um, it's really it's really easy, really accessible. I really liked it. I I mean, I pretty much used that damn near every day while I was out there. Yeah, I'm very much into. If you don't know this, I'm like a train enthusiast, so like I'm really into like going to different cities and seeing how they use. You know, I'm so we're so used to like you know metro and like being underground and subway mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but seeing how certain cities actually apply their light rail system, like DC, hasn't really applied their light rail system because it's only on like it's only like on A Street in the beginning. In the, it's like all right from from Union Station, quote unquote Union Station is not at Union Station, but the beginning of Union Station to like the end of um, gosh, what's that? The beginning of Benning Road. Oh, the end of Benning Road. It's like, all right, it's no one rides it because it doesn't go anywhere. It's like I think, yeah, I think they planned it out very poorly. Yeah, frankly. they didn't. They didn't really think it through. Um, but like for LA and like San Diego, it's like, man, that joint goes. I hopped in that. I hopped in that bad boy from um, I guess their Metro Center, going to like you know, you know, that's how I got the. I went to Compton. I went to like Watts. I went to all. I was doing all that through the light rail, and so. You know, it's definitely a place that I will be visiting real soon again. Um, also, the second part of that story where, you know, I almost got mugged. This was actually on the subway where I get, we get to, I get on at um, the North Hollywood station. That's where I was staying. Um, so, but then like the second stop, this guy comes on. You know, there's a brother, you know, he, he gets on. I gave him like a little head nod, you know. You know how the head nod goes, like sees him make eye contact, just give him a quick, like, what's up, head nod while saying something. Apparently, always, uh, speaking of the head nod, real quick, just to sidetrack, I always, I always wonder if I'm doing the head nod right, you know? Like, <laughs> sometimes I'm not sure if I'm nodding far enough, yeah, you know, to where it's like a, a, an actual, yeah, like, exactly. Like you just did. I'm sorry for our listeners, they can't see how you just did that. But I feel like, uh, Sometimes I might do it with not enough emphasis and they can't tell that I'm nodding and it just like more so looks like I'm looking away. I don't know. I'm I'm weird and paranoid. So maybe I just maybe I'm overthinking it. Does that make sense though? Like yeah, I can see where if you don't if you don't 
you're not committing to the head nod. You just kind of give, you kind of half-ass in it. And so, and then, and then is it is it the upward head nod or is it the the downward head nod? Like, no, well, no one ever, I've, no one ever does <laughs> downward. It's like, it's like that's just weird. Like, like that's like a that's like a like a tip of the cap kind of head nod. Yeah, right? yeah, that's like yeah. I feel like maybe that's one that you do towards I don't know, like older people. Like, <laughs> I, I'm completely overthinking it. Like it's like uh, good morning, Mr. Wilson. Head, they, they do like the, the downward <laughs> right, head yeah, nod. yeah. <laughs> You mind, you mind if I shine shine shoes for you, sir? <laughs> Tap dance for you? You know. I don't know. I'm over, I'm overthinking it. So I'm, yeah, you, you probably overthink. Start heading up. But you know, yeah, just do a quick, like, you know, just commit a little bit more to it. Emphasis, you know, emphasize a little bit more. Stretch your neck out. Yeah, just just a little bit, just a little bit. Stretch your neck out. So I do it to this guy, right? And apparently, I unbeknownst to me, I activated his craziness because now this dude sits like two seats away from me, and he is eyeballing the hell out of me to the point where i can feel him see through my soul and i'm like jesus he's still looking at me and so the next stop was like you know um i think i forget i think hollywood boulevard or something like that no the highlands literally the next stop i wasn't i wasn't getting off there Darius. i wouldn't go all the way down like downtown like towards like you know um i guess the metro center but i felt so uncomfortable i got off thinking all right let me go to the next car but this fool got off with me. And now I'm like, oh, shit. Were actually, you by yourself at this point? At this point, yeah. Yeah, because at this point, it was like there was no one on the platform. I'm saying uh, your friend that you went out there with, she wasn't no, with yeah, you? No, she wasn't with me. No, I, I went, you know, I, I tend to do solo trips. when, I, Especially when there's a subway nearby, I, I can, I'll, I'll do that. I've done it in New York, Atlanta. You know, I'll, I'll do it, you know, just to travel and, you know, just, you know, do my city slicking stuff. But... This time around, it was like I actually felt like I was in danger because I get off and like he waited. He didn't like he didn't get up right away. That was the creepy part. Like he waited till like I was completely off. And then when they said doors are closing, that's when he got up and like quickly got off. And I saw him when he did it. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, oh shit. He is really, I really activated this man's craziness. And so now it goes from like, I think there was maybe one other person on the platform, but they were on the other side. And so I was like, all right. I don't, I, need, I don't know where I'm at. I just got off at a station that I don't know. Where's the steps? And I'm not sure how far on the ground I am to, before I can get to, like, you know, I guess, like, a station manager or something like that. So it went from being afraid to being, like, all right, by the time, by the time I turn around, I'm going to be ready to fight. Like, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like, it went from, like, being afraid, yeah, freaked out, to, like, uh-uh, I'm not going out like this. Yeah, you went into the fight or flight mode. Yeah, you were ready. Like, it's like, you know, if anything, I'm going to have to bait him. I'm, I'm ready to like, bait him in to take him down. Mm-hmm. And so I made a quick random turn to the right and then a random turn to the left. And he went, he did it. He followed me to the right. And when I went left, he decided not to go left. Like he literally, he, tried, he started to go left and he said, no, nah, okay, he, he knows I'm onto him. And he just kind of ran off like a roach. And then when I went up the steps, <laughs> It was like almost like I was like yeah man and like got around to the, like the steps and start running like a bitch. <laughs> help me, help me, <laughs> please. It's like for for a moment you had that 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 kind of uh, 
small victory feeling like yeah i got away from it and now okay let me get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> help help me and i saw so upstairs that there were like police officers up there i didn't say anything to them but i just wait i wanted to wait so i had to wait to see what was gonna happen like to see if you were actually continue to follow up follow me up you know yeah. upstairs because at that point i'll be like hey i might i might be like hey look here man I, I he will see what's going on and be like take off or i'd have to be like, hey, like you know might want to check this dude out. I think he's falling or whatever. You know, whatever had to be, you know, had to be done, you know, to keep me uh, from being mugged and stabbed. Yeah. If indeed he was attempting to do so, uh, I would imagine he probably has experience and kind of gets that vibe from you. After a while, we're like, oh, he knows, like you said, he knows I'm after him. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go the other way. So, yeah. Is yeah. It, I mean, again, I was, I was already, I was a, I was uncomfortable when I realized he was just staring at me for a long period of time, like a very menacing look to the point where I did feel uncomfortable. So I looked at my head down. I was like, and I was like, look here, the next stop, I just got to get off at the next stop because I'm not going to get stuck on a train with this guy. And like, if he pulls something out and I don't have anything on me, you know, this is a, this is a problem. And so when I got off the train, he waited to the last minute to like, you know, hop off that's why i'm like all right he's following me and now it's like again he went from like being afraid to like all right let's get ready to fight and to be honest it was like i was ready to make the first move and you know you know strike first (laughs) strike hard (laughs) no mercy you know cobra kai cobra kai till i die so (laughs) but thankfully thankfully you came back safe yeah yeah and sounds like overall aside from those short experiences you had fun and if people want to hear more about your trip to la they can listen to the the app quickie featuring your trip to LA. So Darius, man, look here. I haven't really been following football like that. The NFL. I don't know what's going on. I know the Washington football team beat my Falcons. We won't talk about that. There's no need to talk about that. You know, I was supposed to, I was supposed to go to that game by the way, but uh, unfortunately, nope. I had to miss it. I yeah, oh, that, that's right. Yeah, you wanted to try to go down there too. I had yeah. to miss it unfortunately because uh, I had to attend the funeral that weekend, oh. so I wasn't able to oh, wasn't man. able to go. Yeah, yeah, untimely, but um, uh, so I wasn't able to go. But yeah, I, my my friends that I was supposed to go with, they went down there, and uh, one of them is a Falcons fan, as you know, G Six Goat, who was uh, Sam Smooth, who was formerly on the podcast a uh, couple times. He's been on the podcast actually yeah. now. Yeah, uh, family. Yeah, yeah. He he went down there with uh with one of our other <clears throat> friends who's a, a a a fan of the Wift, the Washington football team. That's what y'all calling it? Yeah, the Wift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's uh yeah, and they you know they had a good time aside from you know the end result for for on Sam's end. Yeah, but uh, it's so crazy. So I haven't really been paying attention. Like I said, I was in Vegas. I saw their stadium, the Vegas stadium in person. That thing is like. You know that you know that um that that robotic vacuum cleaner that can like clean up <laughs> like yeah up. the 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 iRobot and yeah. the uh or or what do they call it I know what you're talking about the the, the little small vacuum cleaner yeah, the little circle that, thing yeah, that just, it, it's a yeah. black it's like a black thing that keeps moving around you know moves around like the Jetsons like it cleans up you know right. carpet that's how I see uh the Raider Stadium and there's not a knock on them that's not a knock whatsoever it's actually you look pretty cool like all black. It's like very, very much like a Star Wars type Death Star looking thing. But then John Gruden um, of the Raiders, <laughs> I don't know, he he wound out. And John Gruden's a very popular, a very popular um, head coach. But apparently, he has some questionable emails that <laughs> to the point where he's no longer a head coach. Yeah, and of of course, 
it all came back to uh, a connection with the Washington football team because the Washington football team can't stay out of trouble and stay out of news either. Right. But uh, so it turned out that a part of the investigation behind uh, through the Washington football team and their workplace misconduct issues that they've been dealing with over the last uh, couple of years, part of that investigation, they uncovered some emails from our former general manager, Bruce Allen, in exchange with between him and John Gruden. And in those emails, they included things where, excuse me, they included things where, uh, first of all, they were exchanging pictures of uh, topless cheerleaders from the oh, Washington football team, God, which not a, that, that's, yeah, that, that's, that, that's already been an issue here to, with the harassment of our cheerleaders and things of that sort here. So uh, the, that's, that's one issue in itself. Then there was these comments that, Gruden made about a lot of different things, one including uh, the president of the National Football Players uh, Player, uh, Players Association, yeah. the National Football League Player Association, uh, DeMora Smith. He said some he had some comments that came off as as, as racist and anti-Semitic. And then there were uh, comments about basically anti-gay comments and homophobic comments that were made in regards to uh, former player Michael Sam. He was the first college draft eligible player to come out as gay yeah. while entering the, entering the draft. Yeah, there was comments made about him and how the NFL forced the Rams to draft him. It, it, was, a, it was a lot of messy things that were uncovered in these emails. So it eventually got to the point where all this stuff came out so swiftly that John Gruden, who is, I, I want to say, on the fourth or fifth year of a 10-year, $100 million contract to be the Raiders head coach after coming out of the Monday night football booth working at ESPN, uh, <laughs> uh, he, he ended up having to go ahead and step down. And I, and I think it's just one of those situations where um, how is he supposed to face his players after all this stuff gets released, you know, uh, racist and misogynistic and and homophobic comments he he has a a player on his team who just came out as openly gay over the over the last offseason uh carl nassib you know how could how could he possibly look at them in the face in a players meeting or you know in a in a in a uh, a film session after comments like that and if, if <laughs> it basically just forced his hand there's there's no way his players were going to be able to respond to him in a positive light going forward. So I, I think he had no choice but to resign at that point. Like he already lost the the, 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 um, the locker room. Easily lost locker room. And it makes it very awkward because, again, he's very popular around the league. Yeah, now that's – popular is a perception from fans like yourself and I just because, I mean, he, he spent so many years on Monday Night Football – doing a great job he was very well loved and received as a as a the, the commentator the color commentator on monday night football for espn and uh, obviously he brought the buccaneers their first their first world title back in the early 2000s uh, he had various good runs with the raiders recently and uh, and prior and uh so 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 ideally we you know we we look at him as kind of this coach that's on a pedestal but now as things have gone along and these these things have come out now there are players and and former players and other coaches who have come out and saying what kind of guy he is and that uh, i believe a quote that i heard 
um yesterday was <laughs> he's he's not everybody's cup of tea just in terms of his personality and how he gets along with people some people can can mesh with John Gruden pretty easily and some people can't so yeah. it's uh that that's that was it's kind of interesting that you know you say he is so well loved and and, and received because ideally yes to the generic fans like us he he is but behind the scenes now we're kind of learning some of these things that make it seem like these emails aren't that surprising you know uh it's funny that you said that too because if you if you like hear him like even when he does he does like you know the the coach's corner segment with like the college quarterbacks it's just like his delivery because he does come up he come off as like the old guy almost like almost like a a good old boy when it comes to like certain things like when you listen to him talk it's very interesting because these are emails from like 10 years ago right right these are these emails were while he was still employed with espn and working on monday night football and and the thing is these are not private conversations you know these are emails professional emails and they have people on these emails who are in other corporations yeah it's in it's like from my understanding is he's making these comments in these emails and there's nobody checking him on it so you're complacent to his bigotry his homophobic homophobia and you're fine with it but now it comes down like all right well he's gone down how many other people are gonna go down for this exactly i think that's the point where we're at where it's it's is there more dominoes to come because this is he's not the only person in a position of leadership in the national football league that that talks like this through email or text message it's just it's just no way it's a bad look on the es um espn it's a bad look on the nfl because remember we talked about this on like you know in season five a few times like they the nfl really tried to paint kaepernick as a problem and they, they really blackballed him. I don't care what anyone says, they blackballed him. Sure. You know, you may you may feel some may feel a certain way about him being a quarterback, whatever, that's fine. They blackballed him because there's a lot of bums in the league who are still playing and I wouldn't a clipboard. You know, but that being said, people didn't want things to get political and all that stuff. You know, let's stick to sports, da 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 da, yada yada yada. It didn't come last summer in what I would call the most in uh, disingenuous uh, form of like support for like you know social justice is like the NFL all of a sudden um, being for change and being for um, diversity. It's like shut up, we y'all. It, we we talked about it in like a previous episode. It was fake. It was just like all right, they saw that all these other companies are like tagging along, bringing people in, you know, you know people of color in and all that stuff, and and having like you know a more diverse uh, setting and and all that all that jazz but the nfl no the nfl knew exactly what they were doing but and saw what they what they did last summer it was a business move they don't really care about you know racial issues and all that stuff they don't care they just care about dollars and that was a that was the money move. and for this to happen and this is a guy who's a coach lord only knows the owners and what they talk about oh yeah now how they feel about certain players you know so it's like especially like when the league is like 70 percent or seventy-seven percent, seventy-seven percent African American, mm-hmm. and they have like you know, and these are these are brothers from all walks of life, all different backgrounds. Who know what they say about some of these guys? So you know, it's not a good look. And, it's not. And at this point, yeah, he, he has no ESPN will never hire him again. Well, at least not, well, I won't say never, but chances are he's not coming back this way that way anytime soon. Um, hell, they have they only having issues with uh, what's a face 
say steal. <laughs> oh boy. Which, which, which is a whole nother topic. Um and she was local here. She was like used to be on Comcast Sportsnet back in the day. Didn't local. know that. Really, really, you didn't know that. I did not know that. No. Yeah, she, yeah, she was she used to cover um the Ravens a lot down wow. like, like in but like the like the Comcast Sportsnet studios in Bethesda. Like yeah, yeah she was here, like she was local. Wow, I did not she, know that. Yeah, and then she went to um ESPN after that. So but yeah, but no, uh yeah, yeah. Forget John Gruden, man. All right, all right. To be, yeah, I always said it like that was that was um Tony Dungy's team. Now he put that he put that team together. He just had fell he just fell a little short, and then John Gruden took over a team that was already established, and he got the credit for that that Tampa Bay. Um, it's kind, kind of the kind of the same as the Warriors, where Mark Jackson put together that Warriors team, and then Steve Kerr comes in and wins a championship. Exactly, exactly. Now you can Freaky Friday. Mm-hmm, you know you can you can take that for what it is. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say anything, <laughs> but you can take that for what it is. Also, okay, real quick, Urban Urban Myers. I don't watch college football. He, I didn't realize, I didn't realize he was in the league, like the NFL. I, I thought he was still, still doing some college shit. Nah, he. But, but he might be doing more college shit really soon because <laughs> I don't know. He was at his bar and like some girl was like dry humping him, or and it turned it turned to go. It was, first of all, it looked really awkward. The whole video just looked awkward. It seemed like yeah. it seemed like just so off rhythm, and it's like uh, it's like it, I was embarrassed. I'm like, like not even embarrassed. I think that like he, how dare he do this to his wife? I was embarrassed. Like, dude, uh, this does not look good. Cause I don't forget the age and all that stuff. Like of the, the girl, I mean, she was illegal, but it's like this just looks bad. It just looks like you don't know what you're doing. It's, it's so many things wrong with it because <laughs> this was. So they were. This is a zero and four team at the time. They they had just lost their fourth game of the year, zero and four. Um, they were on a road trip in Cincinnati off for Thursday night football, and instead of him getting back on the team plane after the loss to head back to Jacksonville from Cincinnati, he decided to stay in Ohio, uh, which I believe is where his family's from. Obviously, because he spent a lot of years in at, at Ohio State. Uh, coaching for, and for those who not for yeah, those who are not sports fans, yeah, he was yeah. a coach for Ohio State, the Ohio State University for correct several years, several years contact correct yeah. right. So um, yeah, and and it turned out that he during that time off where he stayed in Cincinnati or stayed in Ohio, he spent it at some some bar at some party with some girl that wasn't related to him and yeah these pictures leaked and these videos leaked and it just looks like a big mess and the the the, 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 he had to apologize to the players and to the owner and the rest of his staff and apparently players were making fun of him about it and laughing about it behind his back (laughs) it's it's just a mess and i mean now they're at the point they're zero and five they're about to play a game in london this weekend where they're potentially gonna come back zero and six it's it's looking like the ultimate disaster right now uh, bringing that man back to the nfl or into the nfl because you know what's funny there's uh I know in a way he's like, thank you, Jesus, that John Gruden got me off the front page. <laughs> he did. He but, did. Uh, but it's like, you don't talk about, he said, like, John Gruden is not everybody's cup of tea. Apparently, I heard the same thing about Urban Myers. And it seemed like he, he does, he's like, the way he talks to, um, if you talk to like former players, like who work, who like played for him in college, a lot of, a lot of those players would be like, no, he is, a, he is just not, he's not it. 
he's a a-hole and like he definitely i did read someone where he like he apologized to uh the locker room for the jaguars and when he left everybody in the locker room started like just laughing their asses off and also apparently he tried through trevor lawrence under the bus as well like he caught a straight bullet for no reason and so yeah this dude is just this is not a good week for like football coaches in the nfl at all it was not at all all right there's it's october you know halloween's around the corner always one of my favorite holidays for is it it's one of my favorite holidays because i just like i just like the whole ghouls and cop thing i don't know halloween doesn't do it for me anymore I mean, I'm not, I'm not like I'm going trick or treating or anything like that, but I like, yeah, you know, I like like the horror movies that come out and all that all that stuff. I still, I still. Okay. Enjoy. So you like the theme that surrounds, yeah, yeah. Halloween. Okay. Yes, that's fine. Like, I'm still, I'm still part of the theme. I'm still a sucker of themes. You know, haunted houses and all that jazz. That's uh, fine. Quick question: If you had to choose, would you choose to be a werewolf or a vampire? Oh, oh wow, that's tough. I. I would probably lean towards vampire. Uh, I would I would lean towards vampire. I, I feel like overall vampires' powers kind of reach a different scale than what a werewolf would. You know, you can there's there's some you can I mean some vampires fly, some vampires freaking teleport and stuff. So I just think I just think vampires would have cooler powers. Uh, and plus, I'm a night owl. I like being up at night, so I wouldn't have a problem with you know having a go to sleep when the sun goes uh comes up that's fine to me i'm i like being up late night anyway so i feel like vampire fits me better yeah a lot of movies coming out um there are a couple of horror movies coming out um fairly soon i didn't see candy man i eventually gotta see it halloween kills come out this week but we're gonna focus this uh top this current segment on resident evil welcome to raccoon city and so did you see that trailer Darius? i did i actually i watched it uh earlier today and I gotta say, I'm pleasantly surprised now because I saw my, I, I saw my friends post this trailer in our uh, homie chat, our group chat. Uh, I guess it was probably a week ago when this when this came out, and I thought it was something animated. I thought it was an animated movie. I had no idea there was a new live action Resident Evil movie coming out. And yeah, I just watched this trailer this morning, and I, I'm pleasantly surprised. It actually looks like it's more bringing the Resident Evil movie franchise back into the roots of the video game because the original well yeah the original resident evil movie series while it had bits and pieces of the video game franchise it had some characters here and there it 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 all revolved around the main character played by mila jovovich alice and alice was not a resident evil video game character so it always made yeah not not at all like there's no iteration of alice ever <laughs> so it always made the movies not feel they could have they could have easily done it but it always made the movies not feel authentic because of that yeah. and i mean really the movies never were authentic the closest i think the closest the movies ever got to the video games was probably the second movie uh yeah. had, had a little more close touch but even even then was questionable it's like it the third bad. the third and fourth movie had nothing to do with anything to do with the video games the first movie the only connection it really had was it had some of the the characters but and they were in a mansion but then they they went down into this hive and it's like what like we're this isn't in the the video games so so yeah this this movie now this 21 uh, 2021 release 
of Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City definitely looks like it's going to be a lot more true to the video games and give you more of that, uh, th- those vibes that you got from the original video game. I think that's really cool. You mentioned a couple of things, and like the reason I brought this up because I did see this trailer. Uh, shout out to my brother, B.I.G. Uh, uh, I saw the trailer and I was like, huh, I, I used to be really into like the Resident Evil series. Like, I really liked the first one, even though I didn't really play. Like, I tried playing <laughs> Resident Evil 2. <laughs> I didn't get to, <laughs> I couldn't get past it, yo. <laughs> yo, I tried to play that shit at night. I said, I couldn't do it. I said, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't get out of the damn police station. I'm like, nah, I'm sorry. But I can't. I can't. Yeah, I, th- I think Resident Evil 2 is probably the, uh, of the first, of the first five Resident Evil games. Resident Evil 2 is the one that I don't think I ever really beat or messed or or even got far in. Because I definitely did Resident Evil 1, definitely did 3, uh, Resident Evil 0, and Resident Evil 4. I got deep through all those games and beat and beat several of them. But Resident Evil 2 is one I didn't mess with. I I, I didn't. I mean, I couldn't. The only one I... I Because I didn't have... Remember, this is all PlayStation games, right? And the only reason I even got Resident Evil 2 could it cross over to... Uh, one of I guess you want to say one of the first no, it's not really a cross-platform type game. I wouldn't call it cross-play, but when it went to the S um the Nintendo 64, mm-hmm. that's when I got it. And like I said, I tried, you know, I tried playing it. I knew what it was about. I hated the controlling. The controls irritated the hell out of me. But also it's just like <laughs> that shit was so intense, man. And it's like in like at night trying to play that game, it I just <laughs> I was like in middle school, man. I said I couldn't do this. I said, nah. <laughs> I was sure. I said, I, t- I said, man, I take this game back, man. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I do wonder if those games still hold up this th- to uh, these days because the controls, like you said, are were were very clunky, and all the camera angles were static camera angles where you know they're up in like it's almost like they were surveillance cameras in the corner of a room or the corner of a lobby or something like that and you so hard to navigate it it made it made it very clunky and 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 i just don't feel like that would hold up now playing a game like that but it also added to the 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 jump scare factor because of the way that the camera was specifically positioned that first time you walk down a hallway and the, and the dog jumps through the window, it's perfectly set up for you to see that dog jump through the window and jump scare you. You know? Yeah, so yeah, I, 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 I think they did it with a purpose, but I just don't think that would hold up here in, in, in 21st century gaming. <laughs> no, I think I, I feel like they did. Uh, I forget which resident evil could they've come out with a lot of resident evil games. Um, I know Cove, I remember Cove Veronica, which I don't remember the the theme of it. I know Resident Evil Four was very popular, but that was like in like Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. I got Resident Evil Five, which would do it in Africa. And that, that was, was co op one, right? Yeah, yeah, which I actually I really enjoyed that one because me and my buddy Albert it was a lot of fun. Yeah, me, me and my buddy Albert. I know I know uh, Albert's been on the show a couple of times, and I know uh, what was his face Marcus. Marcus said he had a beef with Albert. <laughs> <laughs> for some for some comment i forget what the comment was but i remember albert and i we used to god we, when i tell you we would stay up all night playing that game it'd be like five in the morning and like damn no i got we gotta go i gotta go home man i can't i can't i can't I can barely keep my eyes open here but yeah, that was the one game i really enjoyed playing i was like damn they should do this they should do this more often and they tried doing it in i guess in different uh resident evil games but it just weren't the same so where can they follow you at 
I can be followed at the underscore game 836 on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, and on YouTube. And you can follow me, my personal page, at that brother Los on IG and Twitter. And if you want to be on the show, email us at yesunderthepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter at yesunderthepod, and on IG, yesunderthepodcast. And you can follow, and make sure to subscribe to our uh, Apple Podcast channel and subscribe to the Real Fun DC. And make sure to leave us, leave us a five-star rating. Come on. It's not that hard. Just see five stars, click them all. Click all five of them. And make sure to check out our live broadcast, which is on three times a day on the Real Fun DC channel at realfundc.com. We are on at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m., Monday through Friday. There's you got all that. I got all of that. And don't forget to listen to the Yap Quickie episode about Carlos's trip to L.A. Yes, all will be available when this episode releases. So until next time, Thank you for listening and welcome to season six. We out.